You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today, you are getting a special episode at a different day of the week. Usually, I upload on Tuesdays, but if you follow me on social, you know that I've been out of the office. I've been traveling, and I was out in California. Actually, I was in San Diego for a few days where I attended a conference called Entree Leadership by the Dave Ramsey Solutions Company. And this is actually my third time attending this conference. And hands down, it is the best investment. It is an investment. It's a little more pricier for the tickets. But the reason that I love this conference is I have never been to a conference that does leadership development and training like Dave Ramsey Solutions. And it it just knocks your socks off, gives you so much great content, food for thought, and just really challenges me in my leadership and the way that I think about the way I run my team, the way I run my company, the way that I want to leave a legacy and, and how I want to lead my life. And and so this conference just really is near and dear to my heart. And I walked away with so many truths coming out of this. And so today, we're going to just talk about lessons from entree leadership. And I am going to, I'm going to share with you my philosophy on leadership, but also Because I think a lot of people that are listening right now, you may even say to yourself, I am not a leader yet. Or you're saying to yourself, when I get to a certain rank or a certain title within my company or I have a certain number of sales, then I will be a leader. And I want you to hear me right now. And I know that for a lot of people, this goes in one ear and out the other, that many, many people say to themselves, well, I, I'm i only a leader when I reach that title, but it has nothing to do with the title. It has everything to do with your impact, your influence, and your inspiration. Hear me out on that. You are a leader if you are making an impact. You are a leader if you are inspiring, inspiring other people to live their best life. You are a leader if you are influencing people in some way, shape, or form. You are a leader regardless of the position that you hold. There are lots of people out there that hold a high rank, but I would never look at that person and say, you are a leader. There are a lot of people that hold a very low rank, even within my own business, that I say, man, you are, you exemplify these leadership qualities that I just admire. So as you're listening today, I want you to just know that leadership is really, it is not something you're born with. It is not something that's given to you, this title of leadership. It is something you earn. It is a skill that you build through daily practice and you simply just decide that you are going to step into this leadership role. 
And one of the things that I love, and I use this in my own life, but Dave Ramsey just very simply says, like, clap your hands. I decide. Like, I decide that I am going to be a leader. I decide right now that I am going to read John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I am going to read Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. I am going to read leadership books that are going to help me to develop the skills that I need to lead a team. Or I'm going to go to a conference like Entree Leadership so that I can learn to grow in my leadership. Leadership is controllable, it is definable, and it is a choice. And here is the thing. Leadership is not easy, but anyone can do it if they're willing to choose. And so that's the one thing that that for me as I've, you know, navigated starting a business was I didn't just walk in and say, "I want to be a leader." I grew into it. I was challenging myself on a daily basis to not just learn how to sell a product and promote the company, which I mastered that part of it, but this leadership role allowed me to make this shift from selling and from running my own personal business to how do I inspire vision? How do I show other people that are following me or that have put their trust in me and are joining my team, how do I show them not just how to sell, but how do I show them how to build a business? How do I show people what I've created and scale that and lead people and inspire vision and motivate them and breathe passion into them and belief that is leadership. And a lot of people, they can get to the the sales part. They can nail down their own personal growth part, but it's taking that next step into that leadership role that people find challenging. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you need to really consider if you want to build your team and grow an organization and do it in such a way that people are looking at you and they are saying, that's a leader that I want to follow. That's a team that I want to be a part of, right? That's a community where I feel like I'm being lifted up. That's a place where I know that my ideas are heard, right? Where it's not just an I, it is a we. How do we become successful? Right, so the first thing is this concept of passion. And Dave Ramsey, he talked about this, right? As a leader, my team would never follow me if I was not passionate about what I was doing. When I was brand new in my business and I maybe had sponsored four people, three of them were just there for the discount on the products and one was somewhat thinking about actually making this a business, I was talking about my passion for this business and that I had big goals and I had big dreams and that this train was going to leave the station and you could either get on my train or I was leaving without you. And I talked to my team in such a way that I was like, team, we have this opportunity to change people's lives and we can't we can't sit on our laurels and, and wait for the perfect time. We got to go out there. We have to share this with other people because there is somebody on the other side of the computer screen right now that needs you. They're struggling. They're at a low point in their life. Their confidence is is at an all-time low and their relationships are suffering and you you have this gift. You have this tool that has changed your own life and you can't be afraid to share that. And I, I go into my team page and I talk that way. And I talk to my team about the fact that, yes, I have accomplished these great things in my business, but so can you. 
and I believe in you and I share that. When I go into my team page, it is not that I go in there to check off a box to say, I showed up. I showed up in my team page today. I go in there and I speak belief and truth into them and I want them to know that because I did it, so can they. So our job as a leader is to insert passion into what we do. When we are a passionate leader and that when our team can feel that, they are going to run through brick walls to reach goals because they are going to know it's possible because you believe in them. All right? So that is super important for you to remember. The next thing is that I don't want to be a boss. And this was something I learned early on, right? So when I was first growing my team, I felt like I, and Dave Ramsey used this analogy, I felt like I was herding cattle. But I was standing behind my team and I was pushing them. And I was like, we're going this way. We're going this way, right? So if you think about like herding cattle and you're trying to get them to go to where the water or the food is, right? And you think of that, that the person that's, that's driving all of the, of the cattle, right? They're pushing behind them. I don't want to be that person that's going, come on, let's go, and is standing behind them, right? And that's what I was doing. Early on in my business, I was sort of dragging people along. I was trying to talk people into getting results. I was talking people into being a part of my team. And then I got smart. And I stood in the front. And I said, listen here. The water's over here. And I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to drink the water. So you can come with me, and you can have a drink of this water. But if you don't, I'm going anyways. And so I stand in the front and I show people where to go and I show people how to be successful. But I'm certainly not going to stand behind and push people. And I I see this common thread in especially in network marketing where we say, "Oh my gosh, this person would be so good if they just showed up. I would reach my goal or there I know it would make an impact in their life." It's such a wrong way of thinking. As a leader, you can't you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. And as the leader, you need to be there saying, "This water's giving me freedom and I'm feeling fulfilled and it's bringing me joy." But we have to let people decide when they're ready to take that drink. And as a leader, that's your role. So if you're finding yourself behind other people pushing them along, Let's try looking at this from a different lens. And so for me, I know what my why is, and it starts with yourself first. I know my why, and, and my why evolves and, cha- and has changed over time. I, I see my why as, as a beginning, as beginning in network marketing. It was very self-serving. You know, I wanted to accomplish the goals for my own personal fitness, for my own financial reasons, you know, for the quality of the life that we were currently living. And as those, as I started accomplishing those things, I began to say, wow, wouldn't it be crazy cool if I could help other people accomplish those goals too? And so I began to talk about, you know, my why and my vision was that I knew if other people followed my lead, if other people followed the system that I was creating, I knew that they would be successful as well. And I and people need to know that when you say do this training, send these invites, sell this many packages, like when you say those things, you also have to say, 
by you showing up and doing these vital behaviors, by you showing up and, and making these sales, this is creating income. This is getting you closer to that why of paying your student loans off. This, you, these daily activities that I'm holding you accountable to doing, I'm, I am here holding you accountable because I know what your why is. I know how you want your life to be different. I know your current struggles and I know this business can give you the freedom. And so being able to, to not just bark orders at people and tell them why they need to hit these benchmarks every month, but to say these benchmarks are going to help you get to where you want to be. My God, that's so powerful, right? So when's the last time you went in your team page or you went on your social and you talked to your team in that way where they understood, they caught the vision for why they need to do the work and how doing the work right now, even though it might be one small step, how those small steps are going to eventually pay off to helping them achieve their big goals. All right, the next thing is this. Enabling is toxic. And putting up with that, that just makes you a dumb leader. And I, and I say that with love, right? But it's just not smart. Enabling people is toxic. And you putting up with that, you wasting your time answering questions and getting on phone calls with people that aren't actually making progress in their business, you're wasting your time. And so, <coughs> and so what I want you to think about is this. Where am I in my day-to-day business building activities where am I spending time with people that are not meeting me halfway? So let me give you an example of that. If I get on a phone call with somebody and I say, all right, let's go over your goals and tell me where you're at in your business. Um, tell me what some of your roadblocks and your obstacles are and let's let's talk through it. And then they go into, oh, my dog died and I'm just, I'm having a really bad week and I'm just, I'm not really motivated and I don't know what my problem is. And I'm like, okay. And we talk through it. I'm like, so tell me about what you did. Like, let's talk about your progress. And they just keep skirting around it. And they keep coming up with excuses and reasons why they haven't had time to work their business. I very simply say, listen, before we're going to schedule our next call, here's what I want you to do. I want you to track X, Y, and Z. And then I want you to send me in an email, right, next week at this time, I want you to send me your progress report based on the things, the metrics that we're tracking here right now. And I want you to get, tell me how you are doing, right? And when you send me your, your tracker, I'm going to review it and we're going to have a, then we're going to have a discussion about it. But before we have another conversation, I want to have some data. I want to have some, some data to go by so that I can actually mentor you. And then one of two things typically happens. The person never sends me any tracker, any data, and I don't hear from them for about three months. And then in three months, I get a frantic message that says, I need to set up a phone call with you right now. My business is, is going down. I'm just, I'm frustrated. I need the money. I need to make this work. Can you help me? And Melanie, a few years ago, would have said, absolutely, let's set up a call. And I'd have done that whole process all over again. But the Melanie now in 2019 would say, look, a couple of months ago, we had this discussion. And if you remember, I had asked you to send me that tracker. I'd asked you to show up consistently and, and do the work so that we could analyze it. Now, that was three months ago. So I feel like before we can move forward with setting up another phone call, I'm going to need you to go back and do that assignment again. 
And then how about if we set up a call after that? And so then what actually happens is the same thing. The person either does it or they don't. And that is a really quick way for you to identify the people that are actually moving their business forward. All right. So I have learned over time that if I just give somebody a homework assignment, if they're really serious and they're going to match my effort, they're going to do it and they're worthy of a call. If somebody doesn't do the homework assignment, I know that they're not really serious about building their business. The other part about enabling toxic people um, or enabling is answering every question for people, even though you know that they can find the answer in an FAQ or in the training page that you have created or in an email that you just sent yesterday. And so a lot of times people will send me messages asking where something is and I will very simply not respond for a few hours. I'll see the little preview on my messenger and if I let it sit there for a little bit, I usually get a message back that says I found the answer or if it has been a few hours and they haven't found the answer, then I will go to that person and I will say, you can find that in the training I did on Monday. It's posted in the team page or it's on my YouTube channel. Or I actually sent all those directions out on Sunday. Go check the weekly email. And that act of very simply referring them back to where they can find the information reminds them that they can actually find it on their own. Also, when I kick off and I bring new members into my team, I don't even talk to them on the phone until they've completed a series of a foundational groundwork, like how to set up their back office and, you know, what are, I have these list of prep tasks that they need to do, setting up their Instagram and writing their bio and watching the getting started right call that I've done and printing out their trackers and writing their why and sending it to me. I don't want to get on the phone with somebody and waste our time going over things that are administrative. They need to do that on their own. And when they get finished with those administrative tasks, then it's time for us to have a real conversation. Then it's time for us to sit down and say, all right, let's talk about your vision. Let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about how we're actually going to start taking action in order to get there. And I've learned that Nine times out of 10, if somebody is not willing to do the legwork before a call, it doesn't matter if I do the call first or later, it's all the same. If they're going to do the work, they're going to show up and do it in preparation for that first call that we have. So ask yourself, where in my business am I enabling people? Where in my business are people actually draining the life out of me instead of giving life back in? Okay. The other thing that I think is super important, I've got two things left, is this. We all want to talk about how we can improve our businesses. We all talk about how we want to grow our teams. We all say, I just wish I could recruit rock stars. And raise your hand wherever you're at right now and say, like, yeah, I've said that to myself. I wish I could recruit a rock star. But here's the bottom line. You have to grow yourself first before you can improve your business and the lives of other people. And I know this is true. If you struggle 
with the confidence department, if you struggle with um, presenting the business opportunity, if you're like, I don't know if my story matters, if you say to yourself, I'm afraid to lead, I'm afraid to recruit because I'm afraid that other people are going to think I'm just inviting them because I want them to be on my team and I'm just in it for a sale. If you have that mindset, you have to fix that first before you can bring in rock stars. You know that principle, the law of the lid by John Maxwell? You'll own, like your people will only grow as high as you are. That's the law of the lid. If you wanna bring in rock stars, if you wanna recruit and have a team that's thriving and growing and is building depth and volume and is thriving, you as the leader have to do the hard work first. The hard work always comes first. And that is something that, again, you have to look in the mirror and you got to get real with yourself and say, everything, it falls on me. If I want to improve my business, it starts with me. And as I was sitting there, you know, talking to the other girls at Entree Leadership, you know, Dave Ramsey said this one line. And it, it made all the hair on my arms just sort of stand up. And he says, you get to decide. You in the audience, you on this podcast, you as the business owner get to decide right now. Are you going to rise up? Or are you going to rise out? Because if you're not learning, if you're not growing, if you aren't invested in your own personal growth, if you are sitting here right now saying, I'm bored, I feel like stagnant and stale, you are rising out. Right now, you are rising out. If you have been doing this business for years and you are just going through the motions, everybody around you is going through the motions too. You are rising out. If you aren't as as a leader, as a business owner, continually, continually looking for your angle, your edge, your way to improve, you're rising out. So what I want to say to you guys today, what I want to challenge you on is this. Are you, as a leader, going to rise up and take your team to reaching their fullest potential? Or are you going to rise out? But nevertheless, the decision the decision is yours. And it doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter how many people are in your downline or how many um, advancements you've had in your business. What matters is the impact that you're making. And you get to choose that impact based on your action. So friends, Entree Leadership is, is an incredible event. And I do, I highly encourage you to invest in it if you can. Uh, take, take a team member, take somebody that's really leveling up with you. It, it, this really does. There's so many great nuggets in here that I'll share and, and we'll put on my social media over the next couple of weeks because I just, I want you to hear a lot of the things that have made a big impact on me and in my life. Um, but I just want you to know that as a leader, I feel this strong calling to not only lead my team, but to lead others as well. And I just appreciate that you show up here every day on the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And each week you tune into the episodes and you share it on your Instagram stories. And I love nothing more than to read what your takeaways are and how I'm making an impact in your life. And at the end of the day, I want you to find joy in what you do for a living. 
I want you to feel as though you are living your best life. And the third thing I want you to feel is that you are being challenged to change and you are leveling up and you're doing it in such a way that is just giving you energy and excitement for the next step along the journey. I get it. Building a business is a challenge and building a business can be hard. But you don't have to do it alone. Alone, You've got this community, the, the Women Inspiring Women community, and, and all of us here on social media, we've got your back, all right? So today, we are rising up. We are not rising out. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you back here next week.